And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amare, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games. Movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the captivating Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's You Bet Your Life, hosted by Groucho Marx from 1950. But first, it's Beat the Host. In order to beat the host, a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named David must correctly answer questions about valentine's day right lisa that's it uh david how are you <laughs> Hi, David. carl lisa how you doing oh it's oh, great good. to hear from you we're gonna have a little bit of fun guys because in honor of valentine's day yeah i found some great what is valentine's day again? it's something you know nothing about oh, obviously okay. um, but we'll teach you a few things all right and I've so heard of it. really simple valentine's day questions we're gonna have a little bit of fun david the first question is for you and then carl you can help him out and see if you are any help at all which is doubtful probably not. david what state yep. produces a majority of america's roses hmm. what state i would say probably california hmm. carl i'm gonna say Roses? Yes, roses. Are red, yes. violets are blue? That's the Those one. Those ones? Those ones. I'll say um, Texas. It is California. Oh, Go, David. David. How did you know right. that? Here's for Carl. I didn't want to let on because I didn't want Carl to know you were wow, right. So I'm like, go, mm-hmm, David. Yep. Great, uh, Carl. Isn't the, isn't the Rose Bowl parade yes. in yeah. Pasadena, yes. California? Yes. That's exactly That's what right. I thought. That's what came into my head. Yeah. Wow. That was impressive. I'll Carl, say. what is the most popular gift to say be mine on Valentine's Day? Um, it would either be a card or candy. Well, you're going to have to pick I'll say one. a card. Okay. David, what would you say? Got to be chocolate. David is correct. It is candy. What? <laughs> Thanks for Carl. <laughs> this is going well. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Card is is more economical than that candy. is true. So I it would think it would be more. <laughs> like, you're, yeah. you're thinking too practically. Oh, okay. Okay, David. Women, can, women can't eat a card. They eat yes, chocolate. They can. Yes, we do yes, like chocolate. Yes, you can. You can eat a card. I like chocolate. Okay, David. <laughs> what fruit? And I have eaten cards before. I've been hungry. Are you hungry right now? Uh, no, okay. not right now. David, what fruit is also known as the love apple? Hmm. Love apple. Strawberries. <laughs> Ooh. I didn't want to have to agree with that. Sorry, it's wrong for both of you. <laughs> Cherries? <laughs> it's tomatoes. What? Tomatoes. Uh, yeah, but still Carl didn't get one right, so it's okay. So far, David has two and I have none. Okay, this is great. <laughs> Carl, what company is the top seller of Valentine's cards in America? Oh, that would have to be Hallmark. 
David? I'd say Hallmark. Yeah, I would agree. Yes, that is correct. Hallmark it is. Yeah. Yeah. I got yep. one. It was an easy one. <laughs> David. Yeah, that was easy. It was yeah. an easy one. What percentage of flowers bought on Valentine's Day are bought by men? What percentage of flowers bought on Valentine's Day are, are, are bought by men? Correct. Oh, uh, I would say probably like 80%. I'm going to go 79%. Oh, Carl got you. Ah. Only because he went ah. second. It's 65%. Oh, here's what you did. Uh, a little strategy uh, sorry, there. Dave. A little well, strategy. still winning. <laughs> You're going to still beat me. Carl, you won't know this one. Of course I what won't. What state has a town called Valentine? What state? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that that is, um, what state? What state has a town called Valentine? Virginia. Okay. David? I, I would say New York. I'm sorry. Neither of those are correct. The neither answer, or neither? Neither. The answer is Nebraska. Nebraska. <laughs> Nebraska. Nebraska. Valentine, I Nebraska. Like Valentine, Virginia. You it know, sounds so, good. It, it goes together. Yeah. You like that letter. <laughs> okay. David. That's better than v- Valentine, Delaware. No, it's not. It's the same. Oh, wait. <laughs> better than Valentine's, Delaware. All right. Hang on. Let me try that again. Better than Valentine, Delaware. How's that? That was great. Uh, Mike, what that do you think? was just great. It's a lot of buttons here, Dave. All right. Now, listen carefully, David. Other than okay. chocolates, Flowers and cards. Chocolate, flowers, and cards. Other than chocolates, flowers, and cards, what is the most popular gift option? I can think of something. David. Perfume. Ooh, that's good. I was going to say lingerie. The answer is jewelry. Jewelry. We're so both you got wrong. a biz, biz buzz on that wow. one. But those were both good answers. Man. Yeah, not bad. David, what culturally new holiday is celebrated on February 13th to celebrate non-romantic relationships? What? Yes. I have no idea. Um... <laughs> I it's really don't. February 13th to celebrate non-romantic I'll relationships. I'll say Singles Day? It's Galentine's Day. Galentine? What is You've that? You've never mean? heard of that? No. Like girls. Not at all. Okay, that's oh, what gal, girls like do. Gal. Yeah, like their best friend. They'll celebrate <sighs> Valentine's Day with each other if they don't have a romantic relationship. Oh, all right. All right. Hmm. Carl. Yeah. What is the number one most romantic movie according to IMDb? Ooh. That would have to be... Um, that movie, um, um, I Got Mail or something like that. You've Got Mail? You've Got Mail. I'll okay. say that one. All You've right. Got Mail. With Meg Ryan? Yeah. Okay. It's like all gooey and... I happen to like that. I would, I would say Casablanca. No. It's not Casablanca. No, no I'm going to give you guys each another not, chance. All right. So It's what, neither of those. So, what, so give me the question again. What is the number one most romantic movie according to IMDb? Romantic movie. You guys get one oh, wait, more. Wait, Sleepless in Seattle. All right, you can guess that, I, Carl. I, how, about, guess? how about when Harry met Sally? Those are all good guesses. None of those are correct. What is but it? you're gonna you're gonna what is it? Realize when I say it, it is Titanic. Titanic. Yes. Uh, about people who drown. Oh, wonderful. that's true. Yeah, yeah. Here's the last <laughs> A bunch question. Of people die. Last question. Okay, David. In in what Disney movie does a prince's kiss wake a woman? Disney movie, Prince's Kiss. Oh, oh, I think I know Sleeping that. Beauty? 
Yeah, it's Sleeping Beauty. It is. It's Sleeping Beauty. You both got it. Fantastic. David's still the winner. Yeah, he won. David David beat the host. That was great. David beat the host. Uh, You must be a romantic guy, David. Are you? Does that make make me the king of hearts? Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Your new nickname. There you go. All right, I'm going to send you a four-CD set, Twilight Zone radio dramas. Way to go, David. Go, David. We'll see you soon. Thanks, buddy. When we come back, it's Groucho Marx. You bet your life. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. John Goodell, very intelligent man, created, very creative guy, created this series, You Bet Your Life, and uh, cast Groucho as the host. Um, it was a phenomenon on radio and TV. It was on both mediums. And what they would do is they'd have a studio audience. Groucho would, you know, talk with contestants. And they would go long, like it was a half-hour show, but they would go like an hour. And then it was all edited, you know, so it was recorded and then edited and then played on radio and played on television. And I think that was the key to it because Groucho was so great at ad-libbing. Right. But, you know, sometimes, even like what I just did with the, you know, with the uh, rim shot, I missed it the first time. I had to do it what? again. You? you know? No. <laughs> I goofed. So, but also it makes it very clean and it moves along quickly Oh, that yeah, way. yeah. I mean, I've actually heard some of the raw mm-hmm. audio, you know, and it's it kind of just right. kind of lays there. But then when you cut it all together and edit it and right. Groucho sounds like he's like, boom, shakalaka, getting, you know, all these fun, great comebacks super quickly. So anyway, it was a terrific series. We have a broadcast for you now, Groucho Marx, from May 31st, 1950, The Secret Word is Book. Here's part one of You Bet Your Life. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is book. B-O-O-K. Oh, you're always saying that. You bet your life. The DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life. The comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... Groucho! I thought he was still hibernating for the winter. Oh, that's me, Groucho Marx! Thank you. Well, here I am again with $1,500 for one of our couples. George Fenneman, who's first to try for it? We invited some nightclub hat check girls and some ballpark vendors to the program tonight. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Miss Betty Schumann and Mr. Al Weissman. And here they are. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, you beautiful people, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. I mean you, Betty. And if you say the secret word, you'll split $100 between you. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Mr. Uh, Weissman. Oh, I've seen you before at the ballpark. Eh? Thank you. What ballpark do you do your hawking, uh, Gilmore? Eh? Hollywood ballpark. Hollywood, yeah. What kind of items do you sell to the ball fans? Peanuts, Cracker Jacks, soda, popcorn, cushions, programs, novelties. What beer, kind of novelties? Flags, hats, baseballs. You mean if you get hot peanuts, that's a novelty? Yeah. <laughs> 
tell me, uh, Al, is there much difference between the taste of your cushions and your popcorn? Well, on the color. And uh, Betty, uh, uh, Schumann? Schumann. Schumann, huh? You're a mighty pretty girl, Betty, huh? Thank you. At what nightclub are you employed, Betty? At Ciro's. Ciro's. Pretty expensive joint, isn't it? Ciro's isn't a joint. I'm sorry. Well, it's a pretty expensive honky-tonk, isn't it? Ciro's isn't a honky-tonk either. Well, at least we agree it's expensive, don't we, Betty? Maybe for some people. That's true. Some people do find it expensive. <laughs> Only the people who go there. <laughs> what do you do at uh, Ciro's? I'm a combination hat check and cigarette girl. Well, you've got a very nice combination. Uh... <laughs> well, tell me, uh, uh, Betty, uh, do, do women check their hats in your honky-tonk? Very rarely, mostly coats. What kind? Oh, chinchillas, mink, sables, Persian lamb. You mean you have all those animals in that little room? <laughs> Why do women check those valuable coats? I should think they'd never want to let them out of their sight. Well, if they were to take them to the tables with them and they got up to dance, they'd be left all alone. You mean some skunk could come along and go away with a mink? <laughs> do people check other things besides uh, hats and coats? Occasionally. Do any of your customers uh, ever check their husbands? No, but I had a man check a toupee once And a woman check a girdle I don't know why a woman would want to check a girdle If she stayed in a nightclub long enough She'd be strapped anyway <laughs> Why would a woman check a girdle in a nightclub, Betty? I don't know, sir I didn't ask her It wasn't any of my business well, I consider it mine, huh? A woman checks her girdle in your place You tell her I want to know why <laughs> well, How much do you charge for checking a hat? There is no charge There isn't, eh? <laughs> what do you mean no charge? In a nightclub they charge for everything Including the air you're choking in <laughs> No charge at all? There is no charge You tip whatever you wish I see Whatever tip I want, eh? That's right Suppose I left an asparagus tip. <laughs> now, Frankfurter, take me out of the ball game. Do you, do you, uh, you get many tips like uh, Betty gets at Ciro's? What, from those baseball fans? <laughs> I have never heard Venom expressed in such simple terms. Huh? I didn't realize you were so sensitive, Al. I thought perhaps occasionally you got a foul tip. I thought occasionally you got a foul tip, you know. Now, what kind of a costume do you wear, Betty? And, and make it brief. Well, it's strapless. It's very short. And we wear long opera hoats. Well, that's brief enough, I guess. Doesn't an outfit like that make people stare? Well, yes, mostly the women You mean the men don't stare? Yes, but in a different way <laughs> Naturally, well, a man wants to see what happens to his hat That's <laughs> Well, you two have taught me a lot about night work Now, let's see if you're going to be the ones who get the chance at the $1,500 question Now, in just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life 
Let's see if you two will get a chance at the $1,500. Fenneman, bring them up to date on the rules. Each of our three couples has $20. They bet as much of that $20 as they want on each of four questions. The couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,500 DeSoto Plymouth question at the end of the show. Our other two couples are in a waiting room off stage, so they don't know what's happening out here. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You select the drinking songs as your category. Is that right? That's right. right. Now, here's your first question. How much of the 20 are you going to try? Ten. 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 All right, $10. Here's a song everyone should know. Play, Jerry. Sweet Adeline. Sweet Adeline. Adeline, on the way. We have $30. $30. Remember, you're going for $1,500 tonight. Now, how much of the 30 are you going to try? 20 $20. What is the name of this song? What do you think, kids? There's a tavern in the town. They now have $10. That's a shame. All right, now here's your third question. You have $10. How much are you going to try now? Five. Five dollars? Give me the title of this song. Okay, Jerry. Whip and Poop. The Whip and Poop song. Oh, on the way again. They're now at $15. Is your last chance to beat the other couples? How much of the 15 will you try? All of it. All of it. Shoot the works. Give me the title of this song. Take a guess, kids. It's Little Brown Jug. I'm going to give you another chance to make some money. Get this one right and you win $10. Now think hard. Who is buried in Grant's tomb? Grant. General Grant is right. <laughs> Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Now, don't go away. You may get a chance at the big question. Now, before I forget it, I want to thank George Rosen and Weekly Variety for the special showmanship citation they gave us last week. It was a very high honor, and all of us on the show are sincerely grateful. Fenneman, you may proceed. Groucho. Yes. The secret word is still book. It is. Perhaps the next couple will say it. We invited some hospital dietitians to the program, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Miss Shirley Phillips. Her partner is a married man from the audience, Mr. Charlie Harvey, and here they are. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to You Bet Your Life, and if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100 between you. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Miss uh, Phillips, eh? Shirley Phillips. That's right. For a dietitian, you're a pretty tasty dish. Where are you from, uh, Shirley? Cedars Lebanon Hospital. Were you, were you born there? No, I'm from re- really from San Francisco. Oh. And Mr. Uh, Harvey? Yes, sir. Are you one of the Harvey girls? Uh, <laughs> where, where are you from, Charlie? Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. What sort of work do you do? I'm a former gravedigger. <laughs> Why did you quit? Is everybody dead? <laughs> why, did you, why did you quit, huh? I had a better chance for a job out here, so I came out here. What, what are you doing now, John? I'm a warehouse man now, sir. What are your duties as a warehouse uh, man? Well, I'm filling crates now. Shipping clerks. 
same job, but you're indoors, that's all. <laughs> you, you are married, eh, Charlie? Yes, sir. How'd you meet your wife? Well, she was working in Kelly's Oyster House in Philadelphia, reading tea leaves and palms. Reading tea leaves in an oyster house? Huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> what happened? Well, she read my tea leaves in there one time and told me that I was going to marry a widow with two children. And uh, a while back a later, I came back over there and I says, well, I've looked all over town and I can't find a widow with two children. <laughs> and she says, well, you've been looking at her every, every time you come into Kelly's Oyster House. She was a girl. <laughs> well, did you marry her just so you wouldn't make a liar out of her? Is that <laughs> He just cracks me up, man. I mean, Groucho, this, none of this was scripted. This is completely ad-libbed. That's why the series works yeah, like it does. I it's mean, Groucho. He, like, it wouldn't be as good. I mean, if, like, say you were the host, you know. Well, I wouldn't be able to do what he does. No, I know. <laughs> I mean, he's Groucho Marx, you know. No. <laughs> and, you know, we've talked about this. There is a new You Bet Your Life on TV in Jay Leno. And I love Jay Leno. I mean, I've always thought he was one of the greatest hosts of any talk show. I mean, of course, Johnny Carson's probably my favorite. Yeah, he's, But Jay yeah. Leno was amazing. And his, I loved his monologue. His, Jay Leno's monologues were always the best. But this show is like a stinker. I'm Although sorry. Although it's been on, I agree with you, but it's been on for so long. I don't understand yeah, who's it's watching. it's not good. It's terrible. You listen to these, you right. know. and you realize it's just oh not good. Oh my gosh, you listen to Groucho, he's yeah. incredible. We'll get back to Groucho Marx. Secret word is book. Stick around. More of Hollywood 360 coming your way. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. How many of you wish there was a better alternative to the sensationalism and outrageous bias in mainstream media? For more than 65 years, National Review has covered the most important issues and political questions facing the country from a common-sense conservative perspective. As a longtime reader of National Review, I can honestly say that National Review doesn't fall for political fads or hysteria, and they never do clickbait. Their commentary and opinion journalism is rooted in a love for America and an allegiance to the nation's founding principles. And now National Review is offering Hollywood 360 listeners 60% off 
any subscription option. And I would personally recommend their digital membership, NR Plus. With NR Plus, you can access all of their content on the website and app, including the digital magazine, and you'll never get locked out of articles by the paywall. Plus, membership includes other perks like reduced ads on the site and my favorite, invitations to monthly calls with NR editors and political leaders. Visit nationalreview.com slash Hollywood today. That's nationalreview.com slash Hollywood and use code Hollywood at checkout. Save 60%. All right, Lisa, this is Hollywood 360 across 200 plus radio stations, coast to coast, plus heard all over the globe on American Forces Radio. It's a trip down memory lane. We play all your favorite classic radio shows. We talk about nostalgia and, um, you know, music and games and fun and celebrity interviews. We've been doing this show for 16 years. I believe we're right, right around 16 years. Right around right? there, yes. Yeah, and you haven't and gotten I'm, sick of it yet, right? You like well, it? Well, I didn't say that. Giving, no, gotten, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> have you gotten I, sick of me yet? Uh, not yet, but, you know, okay. anything could change. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, we're playing one of your favorites. You love Groucho Marx. I love this, and so many listeners ask for this show. You know, it's true. We get a lot of people that send in, you know, can you play this show? Can you play that show? But I got to tell you, a lot of people say they love this show. You yes. bet your life. It's a so, lot of um, fun. We're going to play a few of them this year. You know, we have so many shows. We have over 100,000 radio shows under license. And we have them from the master recordings. And we do offer them in our classic radio club to our listeners. It's exclusive program for our listeners. Go to Hollywood 360. No, go to ClassicRadioClub.com. There you go. That's the website. Classic Radio Club. Dot com to learn more. You can join the Classic Radio Club and get these wonderful sounding classic radio shows sent to you each and every month, either on CD. A lot of people like the CDs or via digital download. We also have a booklet that is uh, sent to you that details the shows you're getting. And when you're a Classic Radio Club member, you're sent our Hollywood 360 radio show and, uh, po- and our other podcast, Radio Rarities, sent to you each week. Via email. So you get a lot by being in the club. And you can go to our website, classicradioclub.com. Or if you want to call tonight and sign up, leave a message. Lisa or I will call you back over the next few hours. That number, if you want to join the club, is 815-900-7535. We will call you back. 815-900-7535. We'd love you to join the Classic Radio Club. We sure appreciate it. All right, we're listening to Groucho Marx, You Bet Your Life, going back to May 31st, 1950. Here's the conclusion. Why, uh, you're not married, huh, Shirley? No, I'm not. Why, why aren't you married? I'm not ready to get married. How long would it take you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Is there... Is that the only reason you're not married? No, but it seems like every time I meet somebody, either they're not interested in me or I'm not interested in them. Well, don't be discouraged. <laughs> Someday you'll meet a man and neither one of you will be interested. <laughs> and then you'll have something in common and you'll probably get married. Huh? <laughs> Just, uh, what do you do on your job, uh, Miss Phillips? Well, I write diets, and I check trays. Do you make up the diet for the entire hospital? No, I don't. Who, who does that, Shirley? Uh, the head dietitian. 
The head dietitian? You mean there's a diet just for heads? Has huh? <laughs> anything unusual ever happened in your kitchen, Shirley? Like putting something appetizing on the tray? <laughs> Apparently, there are a lot of ex-patients here tonight. <laughs> well, sometimes uh, for breakfast, we've had some people order cheese blintzes and Finn and Hattie. Cheese blintzes and Finn and Hattie, huh? Well, it's the same plot as Abe's Irish Rose, huh? <laughs> Has anything embarrassing ever happened to you, Charlie? Well, not embarrassing. I wouldn't say embarrassing, but I was Well, what out... would you say, huh? <laughs> I was called out of bed at one o'clock in the morning to go back to the cemetery. Were you alive at the time? <laughs> I was the foreman of the grave diggers, and I was the only one that had the key to the tool house. It seems that uh, some fellow had gone through the... Somebody was eager to get buried? Huh? <laughs> no, it seems like he had a few too many, and he was walking through the cemetery and fell in an open grave. <laughs> Just looking at you has made me hungry, Shirley. Uh, how much food should I eat in a day? Well, that all depends upon the type of work that you do. Uh, a laborer should have about 3,000 calories, and uh, a white-collar worker about 2,200 calories. Well, I'm a white-collar worker, but my laundry didn't come back. Huh? <laughs> now, answer my question. How much should I eat, Shirley? What do you do? Well, I can do 85 and the wind's with me. <laughs> I not only can do 85, I am 85. <laughs> now, answer my question, Shirley. How much should I eat? Well... Uh, looks like you sit down most of the time, so... <laughs> I'd say about 1,500 calories. That's about one meal a day, isn't it? <laughs> Is there any food that's on most diets? Oh, I'd say uh, meat or milk. In most cases, you'd say milk is good for the figure? Yes. Have you ever looked at a cow? <laughs> Well, it's been nice talking to you two, and as soon as we're through here, Shirley, you and I will go out and have a banana split and some mashed potatoes. <laughs> now, let's see how well you'll make out in the battle for the $1,500 question. You're going to play your bet your life. Run your $20 into more than the other couples, and you get a chance at the big question. I can't tell you how much our first couple won, but Fenneman's offstage to remind our listeners. The nightclub girl and the ballpark vendor lost all their money, so these people have a clear field. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected well-known husbands and wives as your category. Is that right? Yes, sir. How much of the 20 are you going to try? Ten. David O. Selznick is married to a famous actress. What is her name? Uh, Teresa Wright. Do you agree with that? Uh, I'm sorry. It's, it's Jennifer Jones. Yeah. And they have $10 now. All right. Well, you're down to $10. Anyhow, you're going for $1,500 a night, and that's the big money. Now, how much of the 10 are you going to try? Five. Five. $5. Who is actress Lynn Fontaine married to? Alfred Lund. Alfred Lund is right. <laughs> Now they have $15. All right, now you got $15. Here's your third question. How much of the 15 are you going to try? Ten. Ten. Who is designer Gilbert Adrian married to? Janet... Oh. Gaynor. Janet Gaynor is right. They're climbing. They have $25. Well, uh, you're the gainer now. Now, here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the 25 are you going to try? 20. Who is Lily Pons married to? Um... Andre Castellano. Andre Castellano. And they wind up with $45. 
Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. All right, Fenneman, who's leading in the race for the $1,500 question? Well, the dietitian and the married man are ahead with $45. And the secret word is still book. We invited some sets of identical twins to the program tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Jannie and Joey Pope. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, kiddies, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100 between you. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Identical twins, eh? I'm glad somebody told me. <laughs> Otherwise, I might have accused one of you of being up here twice just to confuse me. <laughs> which one are you? Uh... I'm Jannie. You're Jan- Jannie, eh? Yeah? Yes. How do you do? And, uh, and which one are you? I'm Joey. You're Joey. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're Joey Haha. <laughs> It's an Indian name, huh? Is your name Johnny Haha? I've heard of many Haha, but I... you two certainly look alike, and I think you should know each other. Janie, shake hands with Joey, huh? I don't anybody move. Stay right where you are. Now uh, let's see, uh, uh, Janie, uh, how, how how old are you? I'm twenty years old. Joe, you are Joey, huh? Yes. Since you're identical twins, you're exactly the same age? Yes, I'm 22. (laughs) You're 22 and she's 20? No, I'm 20 also. Oh, that's like uh, Joey Haha, huh? (laughs) Uh, Janie, are you you working? Uh, No, I'm going to UCLA. And Joey, uh, where do you work? I go to UCLA also. How can your teachers tell you apart? Well, when we're together, they can tell us apart, and when we're not together, they they can't tell us apart. (laughs) Why do I get involved in things like that? I'm not a kid anymore, and you kids are not helping either. (laughs) Janie, would you mind going over what she just said, slowly and succinctly? Well, what she means is that when we're separated, uh, they can't tell us apart, but when we're together, it's easier to tell us apart. Cocktails, anybody? <laughs> Joey, does everybody have the same trouble I have? I'm Janie, that's Joey. Oh, this is... Answer my question. Does everybody have my trouble? Well, yes. I guess. What's your trouble? Well, I'll tell you, Mrs. Anthony, I come from a family... I come from a family of five boys. I was standing here five minutes ago minding my own business when suddenly I went off my rocker. Now, Janie, do you have any boyfriends? That's you, Janie, over there. Yes, I have one. How do your boyfriends tell you apart? Well, uh, they have a lot of trouble telling us apart, but on the other hand, we have trouble telling them apart because they're also identical twins. We all get mixed up. Have you ever played any tricks on your boyfriends? 
Well, for instance, one day uh, I uh, walked into class and uh, this boy ran up to me and said, Joey, and I didn't want to say I was Jane. I said, yes, and he said, can you go out Saturday night? And I said, uh, I'd love to because Joey hadn't made a date for Saturday night. So Joey walked in and I told her and she already made a date, so I had to go out with him. And... <laughs> We both happened to end up at the same place, and, and I introduced the boy, and uh, he said, well, which one is Joy, and we wouldn't tell them, and uh, they still don't know to this day. I guess it's just as well. <laughs> Have you any experiences like that that you'd care to relate, Joey? That's you, Joey, over here. Well, in high school, we had quite a lot of fun. Uh, Janny was better in geometry, and I was better in history, and uh, I... Uh, flunked a geometry test once, and so I had to make it up after school. So Janny went and took it in my place. <laughs> she knew all the answers, and so she brought the blue book up to the seat. Joey, that did it. You just said book, and since that's the secret word for tonight, you and your partner spent $100 in cash, compliments of the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now, where were we uh, when you dented my checkbook? <laughs> well, I bought the blue book up to the teacher, and as I was handing it to her, we both wear different rings, and I forgot to change my ring, and uh, that's the only way the teacher could tell us apart, and... She knew I had a pearl ring, and this girl that brought it up had a ruby ring, so she caught us in the act, but she was very nice about it. <laughs> Just kicked you out of school, huh? <laughs> well, Joey, uh, you two not only look exactly alike, but you even dress exactly alike. Do you always dress the same? Oh, yes. What about boyfriends? Do you, do you like the same uh, boyfriends? Oh, no. Uh, that's, we've been very lucky about it. Yeah. <laughs> Your taste is quite... Uh, very much the same yeah. twins But yeah. the twins are alike So it doesn't make any difference Who goes with who You don't care which one you get, huh? No, no. <laughs> I guess when you've seen one twin You've seen them all <laughs> Well, it's certainly been nice Looking at you girls uh, Now we're going to see If two heads are better than one You're going to play your bet your life You beat the other couples And you'll get a chance At the $1,500 DeSoto Plymouth question I can't tell you how much the other two couples won, but Phenom is going to remind our listeners. The dietitian and the husband are ahead with $45. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected animals and birds of fact and fiction as your category. Is that right? Yes. All right. Now you have $20. How much are you going to try? $10, Harper. $10. Harper, right? Harper. happens to be Al Ritz. <laughs> All right, Janie, that's you over here. No, I'm Joey. Oh, no, not now. <laughs> From now on, you're Janie, huh? And you're one of the Dolly sisters. <laughs> huh? You're going to try $10, and uh, what animal do you associate with Mrs. O'Leary? Cow. A cow is right. <laughs> Start, they have $30. All right, now you got $30. Remember, you're going for $1,500 tonight. Now, how much of the 30 will you try? 20 What bird do you associate with Edgar Allan Poe? Uh, Raven. Raven. The Raven is right. <laughs> They're climbing, they have $50.
All right, you got $50. Here's your third question. How much are you going to try? 30 30 I think. 30 All right. What bird do you associate with the ancient mariner? Oh, um... Um, uh, wait a minute now. The, uh, seagull. Oh, it no, was a dove. It was a dove. No, it was a gull. <laughs> we just studied that uh-uh. last week. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I think, I don't think you had your mind on it at the time, though. It's the albatross. Oh, yes. yes. They now have $20. Well, you've still got $20. Now, here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the 20 are you going to try? All of it. What? Invisible animal do you associate with Frank Fay in a successful Broadway play? Rabbit. The rabbit is right. They wind up with $40, and that means the dietitian and the husband with $45 get the chance of the DeSoto Plymouth $1,500 question. And here's the dietitian and the husband, the winning couple... All ready for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,500 question, Groucho. Here we go for $1,500. Ready? I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you, so think carefully and please no help from the audience. Here it is. Children the world over know about American Indians and early pioneers because of the writings of one of our greatest authors. He wrote The Deerslayer and The Last of the Mohicans, among others. Who was this man? What's the answer you two have decided upon? I think it's James Oliver Kirkwood. No, you had the first name right, but I, I'm sorry, Charlie. It was James Fenimore Cooper, so that means the big question next week will be worth $2,000. Well, you lost the big money, but you won uh, $45 in the quiz. Congratulations, and thanks to both of you. You Bet Your Life is a John Goodell production. Transcribed from Hollywood, directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at this time for the Groucho Marx Show, You Bet Your Life. Presented by the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And don't forget, next week, the big question will be worth... $2,000. Good night, folks, and remember, just be sure to see your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Folks, here's a tip from the National Safety Council. When driving, look ahead of the vehicle ahead to give yourself more stopping distance. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. That's You Bet Your Life, directly from the Master Transcription, May 31st, 1950, Secret Word Book. And this series was on a long time, 1950 until 1961. So it was one of those radio shows. Of course, it was a TV show as well. It was a radio show that lasted into the 60s. Right. That's really saying something because by the mid-50s, pretty much all of these radio shows, I mean, most all of your radio shows were gone. And that's why we do what we do here.
on Hollywood 360, keeping that era from the 30s through the late 50s alive. Even the 60s, right? Yeah, even the 60s alive. We will um, do our best to keep these shows on the air and um, entertaining you, our listeners. We hope you enjoy it. We love doing it. We love bringing you these shows in superior sound quality. Thanks to Mike Bubblebath Costello over there. All right, uh, time for this month in music history. Okay, we're going back to the 1980s. Let's see what you think of this. That's, um, that's uh, not Tears for Fears, right? Or no? no. That's, um, who is that? Um, do you remember what movie it was from? Yeah, that's The Breakfast Club. That's right. Uh, this is Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds. Oh, Simple Minds. Right. It yeah. plays during the opening and closing credits of yeah. The Breakfast Club. Japanese right, film. right. And this is the band's only number one hit. So this Simple is Minds. Yep. Hmm. They simply couldn't find another hit. You have to use both words to make it work. Um, they simply couldn't mine another hit. <laughs> Mind. Oh, forget so it. So close. Forget it. <laughs> Just to beat off. You're driving me simply out of my mind. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go, Mike. Bubble bath. Uh, you two have been hanging out together way too long. I know. <laughs> All right, more of Hollywood 360 after a short break. Stay with us. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Next hour, it's Boston Blackie. Plus, we need a contestant to play Name That Tune, right, Lisa? That's right. We're going to play some Madonna tunes. Madonna. And see if you can name that tune. If you're a Madonna fan, you'd like to be on the air, play the game, and give us a call, 312-642-5600. Caller number 14. Yep, 312-642-5600. We'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families, too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform. 